Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like when I donate blood, why does the lady always get personal and ask me whose blood is it and how did I get it? <laughs> Hi, America. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, world. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show, More Questions Than Answers, the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious... Stop. <laughs> Strange. Supernatural, unusual, bizarre... And just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you have just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests. Somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting and for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests... Firstly, the mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather realised her memories of this show will make her look forward to Alzheimer's. Welcome to the show, Heather. <laughs> what? Exactly. Just say hello. Things will be fine. Hello. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corrie. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle opened a bag of chips this week and was disappointed it was only half full. Now you know how men feel about push-up bras. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. In the background, we are joined again this week by Nathan Bush. Nathan walks around his farm naked and realises how annoying it is that he can't clean his glasses. That's true. 
I'm gifted. Welcome to the show, one and all. We're on series two, episode 125. 125 is a naked number that can't remember where it is or who it is and can't see where it's going. In 125 AD, the Pantheon was constructed in Rome by the Emperor Hadrian. <laughs> Famous for building a wall to keep the Scots out of England, of course. The barbarians, the savages, Hadrian's wall. A Roman walks into a bar, holds up two fingers and says, five beers, please. Which leads us nicely into the first ever MQTA quiz. What have the Romans ever done for us? Points to be won straight off the bat. Early doors. If you collected a bucket of your own wee-wee in ancient Rome, what could you do with it? Buy a cabbage. You could buy... (laughs) (laughs) I don't see the correlation between a bucket of wee-wee... And a cabbage. What am I missing? I'm missing the question. Go on. (laughs) What would you do? All your neighbours have joined in. It's a collective thing. They had a bucket at the end of every street and you would wee into that giant bucket, all your friends, all your neighbours. Yes. What would you be doing with it? I have an idea. I think they tanned hides with it. That's not a bad guess. I think that's the solids rather than the uh, Really? I thought they used wee-wee as well. That's also mm, possible. Tea. When my dad was a little boy, <laughs> wee wee tea. Wee wee tea. This tea tastes like <laughs> very weak tea. <laughs> In this country, I ask for a cup of tea and I get a hot mug of water and a Lipton's tea bag, which is the sweepings from the factory floor. And then I speak to Americans who say, I don't like tea. Well, if that was the tea I'm being given, I don't blame you. I don't like tea as well. Tea is not a hot mug of water. And a Lipton's tea bag. I'll just share that with you right now. But when my dad was a little boy in East London, the local tannery would pay money if you collected up a big bag or a bucket full of dog excrement. And you'd take it to the gates of the tannery and they would buy it off you. Because you're absolutely right, they would use that during the tanning process. But that's not what the Romans did. Huh. By Jove. Oh, no. By Jove. By Jove. <laughs> by Jiminy. This is not what the Romans were doing. They are cleaning their clothes in it because it has ammonia in wee-wee. So they would wash their clothes in wee-wee. You could go to bed in fresh, clean sheets smelling of crisp, stale pee-wee. Well, if you ever do that, you're in trouble. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't be an enabler. Would it make a difference? Would it make a difference? If it was your own wee-wee or someone else's. If you're washing your clothes in wee-wee, does it matter if it's the communal bucket at the end of the lane? Or would it be better if you did it in your own? My own. Um, you could determine the strength <laughs> of it. Yes. Like extra strong. <laughs> Uncle Dave on the corner has been eating anchovy pizzas again. My top smells of anchovy. See? This sweater smells of asparagus. Mm-hmm. See? There's a whole world sweater. of hurt and pain. It's a sweater. I know how much you like a sweater. Febreze. For a moaner. Or a screamer. Yeah, I love that joke, by the way. Yeah. Febreze. Named after February, of course, because mm. February was springtime in the old calendar, and you cleaned and you did everything in spring, which would be February back in the day before they messed up the calendar. So Febreze is named after February, would you believe? Now, magic spells have been found written on the walls of ancient Roman 
communal toilets to keep demons at bay. Why would they do that? Communal toilet, everyone sat in a row. You get to share the same sponge on a stick. It's true. There was one sponge on a stick and you don't want to be getting it last, really. You could do with being in the top three or four, to be honest. But there were spells written on the wall to keep demons at bay in the communal toilets because... They didn't want them to come back up. They didn't. So you're expelling the demon, are you? Yes. Michelle, do you have an opinion on this? Would you like to gain some points at this stage? I think they were afraid the demon might bite them on their butt. Well, I will give you points because one of the things they feared the most when they used the toilet was that animals would come up and bite their dangly parts, their sweetmeats. So I I will give you points. I'll give you two points. (laughs) Apparently, the methane would build up in communal toilets and regularly it would explode underneath you. You would end up with a bottom that looked like the Japanese flag. So they wrote spells on the wall to stop the demons from exploding the toilet while you were sat on it. Because that would be bad news, wouldn't it? You would not want that to happen to you in your day. So Michelle gets two points because she was half right. I did read this week that animals would climb up and they were worried about that as well. I'm guessing you didn't spend much time sitting there reading the newspaper. No. You were in and out. I'd like to think so. You were crowning, so you ran in. Did what you needed to do. You were out the door sponged. Bef- before sponged. Good to go. You've scraped your spell on the wall. <laughs> Everything's good. That's not a euphemism. I generally did that. Gladiators would cover themselves in oil and then scrape it off with dead skin cells to clean themselves. Then they would put it in a bottle and sell it to women. I want to know why did Roman women want to buy a bottle of dead gladiator skin cells? What did they do with it? Face cream. Face cream. On the chops, <laughs> rub it in. Uh-huh. Dead cells from a gladiator's body. Mixed yep. with a little bit of oil. Yep. Oil of Yule. Uh-huh. What are we going with, Michelle? I think it might have been an aphrodisiac. Or like S- the the gladiators were so virile that they thought that would come in the bedroom in ha- come in handy in the bedroom in like handy. bottled pheromone <laughs> yes bottled yes. pheromone for the first time in the history of mq ta radio and this is episode 125 in series two you are both right you are both getting points 100 percent correct miss morris they did rub it all over their face but they did that because they thought it was an aphrodisiac so the ugly head of cheating raises its head once more into oh. the darkness. I think a little bit of wow. shenanigans has taken place. I've left my notes for two minutes on the table. The two women have thought to themselves, he's gone to squeeze the lemon. Let's confer. We better not answer them all right. We'll just do every other one because it looks suspicious. Am I close? Am I getting near it? No. Is that where we are? No. We're just very bright. The question should be asked. <laughs> <laughs> You've been doing this show for a year and a half. Any, any allusions to that have long since gone. <laughs> Michelle did have delusions of adequacy at one yes, point. Yes, fool you. Questions should be asked why men would find that attractive. Do you see what I'm saying? Why would that be an aphrodisiac? Why would men find that attractive in women? What's alluring to them at that point? I guess when in Rome, right? This is where we are. Romans boiled goat dung with vinegar. And then they drank it. Simply, I want to know why. That sounds like a German wine in many respects. Oh, for energy like Red Bull. <laughs> Goat dung and vinegar. <laughs> boiled. I'm feeling a little bit tired. 
<laughs> I missed me lunch. I got exams to do this afternoon. Had a late night. Boil me up some goat dung. Throw in some vinegar. Goat dung energy drink. Mm. Goat dung energy drink. We're on a paranormal investigation. <laughs> Yes, it gives you wings. Oh. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning, we're investigating. We've had a long day of paranormal investigating. We reach for the goat dung and vinegar combo. Yep. We'll try that on the next investigation. Case bad. <laughs> oh. Why am I here? Michelle, can you add to anything other than energy drink? Mm, I think maybe it was a cure for something. A cure. Well, the correct answer is that they thought it was an energy drink. <laughs> Are you serious? <sighs> You're not serious. Uh, God's honest, 100%. <laughs> nice one, Morris. I believe they're still... No high fires. What's wrong with you both? I still believe they use that in energy drinks. If you've had one of those five-hour energy drinks, it actually does taste like boiled goat dung and vinegar. They taste like battery acid. It's like drinking battery acid and a Greek lemon all squeezed Probably together. Probably cheaper to make yourself now. We I need a goat. So. We need a goat. And some vinegar and we'll yeah. be good to go. They yeah. did genuinely believe that that was an energy drink. 100% correct. Again, not more than three minutes ago, I accused Miss Morris of cheating. And then, from out of nowhere, using her psychic skills, she yeah. gets that goat dung and vinegar was an energy drink. Mm-hmm. Questions yeah. have been asked there will be an inquest and at the end of this show a drugs test will be taken you're going to need to wee in a very small pot and then i'll wash my socks in it what happened <laughs> do you remember the 1970s and the 1980s when no one actually needed an energy drink how comes all of a sudden we need energy drinks is it all the bad food we eat and the poor diet yes. and the lack of exercise and the fact there's no manual labor anymore it's because of carb crashes Yep. I don't remember people in the 70s and 80s thinking, they oh, didn't have I need that an energy drink. What am I missing? I don't recall any of those things. Processed foods. Yes. At the end of that round, on what did the Romans do for us? First ever MQTA quiz. Michelle's on two. Heather is in a hefty lead with four. But I think she's the Ben Johnson of the sprinting world here and questions Aww. will be asked. Sonnet 125 is a William Shakespeare poem. That's the next one on from 124 we did last week. Again, expressing his love for a young man. He wrote a lot of poems about expressing love for young men. But then he was in the theatre business, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Weird talk to me, I bore the canopy. With my turn, the outward honouring. Or laid great bases for eternity. Which proved more short than waste or ruin. Shakespeare, I think I'll write some love poetry. And then I throw in a few fart jokes. Made a fortune. <laughs> Easy combination to put together. Making a fortune there. The Intercity 125 is a British high-speed train that bends into corners. I don't know if you've seen such things. But when it goes around a corner, you see it slowly arc inwards. So it moves around. It makes everyone on board dog sick. So they had to turn that off. They don't have it going around corners leaning in anymore it's just a normal train that goes very fast but it was called the intercity 125 which now leads us into the first ever mqta quiz i can't believe that's happened on a train quiz oh god because i know miss morris has never been on a train no never you've never ever Nope. Been on a train. Unless you count the mini train in Butterfield, Minnesota. <laughs> the ghost train. Which is the train no. to Casota. No. 
No, we don't. I We're not you the one at the threshing bee. Yeah, it is the one at the threshing bee. Okay. The one that costs you 20 cents and it goes around a figure of eight and yes. the kids hold a balloon. But they stamp your tickets. I'm sure they do. <laughs> You're going to do very well on this quiz, I think. In what year was the largest amount of rail track produced in America? I want to know the year when the amount of mileage per track was at its peak and from that point onwards it's been decreasing 1870 ever since you think in 1870 there was the most ever track 18, laid 1870 1912 one of those two 1870 to 1912 <laughs> somewhere in there okay that's a small window of opportunity you've given yourself would you like to put anything else in there michelle that hasn't spread over a 45 year period mm, i was thinking about 1910 oh what did you go with 1912, 1910? Yeah. I might give you both points. 1916 was the optimum time in America where it had the most rail track per mileage. From 1916 onwards, rail track's been disappearing, of course. Hardly any rail track in America. I had fantasies when I came to America of the Wild West, where you'd have mm. one of those cattle catchers on the front of a locomotive. I could go anywhere I wanted. I could travel all over the Americas on a train. Nothing. You were fooled. Not a thing. Mm -hmm. Nothing there. I shall give you both points because you got fairly close, despite the fact that Miss Morris chose to go with a really large window. In Moscow, I'd like to know what has learned to commute from the suburbs into the cities to scavenge for food and then catches the train home again in the evenings. Rats. You think rats are lining up to get on the train to go into Moscow because there's much better yep. food in the cities. Yep. Michelle. Dogs. Michelle is on fire. I shall give you points. I shall give you two. You're now up to four and you're tying in the lead. Rats are small dogs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Any which way you want to dress that up, that's a different species. And dogs taste more greasy, to be honest. Stray dogs have learned... To get the train mm -hmm. into Moscow, into the city centre from the suburbs, they scavenge for food and they manage to get on the train, know where their stop is, and get off again. It's amazing. That's unbelievable. Remarkable things. Who says you can't train animals? That's conditioning right there. We now come to our favourite part of the show. Mailbag. The part of the show we love the best. It's the mailbag. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Very exciting times. Yes. These are your messages of support this week on Facebook, email, any which way you want to send them to us. I love reading out your messages. If you want to send them to us, if you want to shout out, get onto Facebook, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. I love reading out the countries as well. If you're listening in far-flung places around the world, we have 190 countries listening to our show. Let us know where you are. Last week was Nicaragua and Canada, of course. If you think you can top that, why not write to us? Jerry in Michigan posted a picture of a squirrel holding a switchblade with the phrase, <laughs> upload the new show and no one gets hurt. It was great. It was adorable. <laughs> Thank you, Jerry. That was Made an evil, my day. evil looking bugger, wasn't it? It, was, it had a switchblade. It was sat there with mm -hmm. tattoos, looking mean and nasty. Shank. Shanking. He had a toothbrush that he managed to turn into a shank. Yeah. Dark times. If you wish to see that cartoon, you can visit our Facebook site. Each week we are posting new shows into our archives. If you go to soundcloud.com, search for MQTA Radio, you will find those shows. And of course, you can join Patreon, and I will talk about that a little bit later as well. Alva, our regular listener, wants to know, 
that now the eclipse is over, is it okay to stare at the sun again? I think so. <laughs> I don't Maybe. see why. Maybe just at night time would probably be the way to go there. Yeah. Good advice on MQTA. Yes. You leave this Who's show. Son? With more, whose son? <laughs> That's the local Chinese. Are you hungry by any chance? I'm going to stare at your son until you call the police. <laughs> Can't go back to that playground. Robin, our good friend in Massachusetts, posted. Robin, I. TGIF. Thank God it's Friday. I love Heather. I love Michelle. I love Nathan. I love Adrian. I get mentioned at the end of that just as a... <laughs> This is Adrian's show. I better throw his name in just at the end. Somebody's got to bring up the rear. Wow. Oh. It's always the one at the back that gets killed first in a horror film, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we know. Fat kid at the back. Then yeah. it's the promiscuous one. Mm-hmm. There is an order in which they happen in. Black yep. one has to go next. It all happens like that. Even though he's a big cheater. I don't know how you can say that. The points are evenly distributed on this show. How can you say there's any cheating involving the points? If there's any cheating to be done... She's got insider information. Yes, yes you're talking to her and telling her that you read my notes before I come into the studio. No, no. we're talking to her and telling her you cheat. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I like winning. <laughs> she says that I should do a diamond chino. She says I have no clue what that means either, but I heard it on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Chino is a prison in Chino Hills in California, and a th- and dime is ten years, right? Mm-hmm. So doing a dime in Chino. See, I know the local vernacular. That's where I got this tattoo. Nice. Wow. <laughs> and who's Doris? <laughs> you can pull your pants Hi, up. Hi, Doris. Now. Yes. <laughs> what a night that was. Oh. Get your pants up. That's disgusting. Sorry. Rainy in Minnesota has written. Adrian is a very silly boy. Yes, I am. <laughs> I love this show. I love this show. Martin, our regular listener in Martin. New York, Hi, Martin. has created an amazing online auction site. I would ask you to go and look at that because you will not be disappointed. It's Martin's online auctions. It's on Facebook. There is everything on there from Living Dead dolls to 80s metal concert T-shirts, the unusual, strange, intriguing and bizarre go and have a look at what is morbidly fascinating all these items are just a click away from owning remember martin's online auctions on facebook you've already shown good taste by listening to the show now you can surround yourself with good taste as well as previously mentioned if you wish to have your comments read out on Facebook. If you wish to tell us the parts of the show you love the most. If you wish to tell us which country or which part of America you're listening in. I would love to hear from you. That makes me very happy. I feel sometimes we're sat in the studio. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries. But sometimes it feels like it's just like us. Sat in the bar mm-hmm. chatting yep. with the whole world listening on but if you wish to contact us you can do that on facebook more questions than answers with adrian lee we have six thousand followers on there at the moment it was mentioned jerry and michigan said when are you going to post the next show in your archives if you go to soundcloud.com search for mqta radio all of our shows of the last four years will be on there you can listen to them in the car on long journeys you can get through your day at work you can listen to them in the gym as you're running on the treadmill you can listen to them as you do the housework, walking the dog. They're all on there for you, back to back, completely free, of course. But if you're listening now on SoundCloud, why don't you click the little orange love heart and show us how much you love the show. Remember, we do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show at the top of the hour. We don't put out on air because it's laden with filth and innuendo. It's filth. the stories from around the world. 
involving things to do with the physical arts. Things we can't read out. In a round called Not For Your Mother, you would not want your mother to listen to those things. But if you go to SoundCloud, you get an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show. And I'm told people think that is the best part of the show. You can listen on (laughs) iTunes, Stitcher. That's because everyone's filthy and has a dirty mind. That's when we're allowed off, off the lead. We can say anything we want, do anything we want. That's mm-hmm. when we can be our real selves. Our real and selves. Any, anyone thinks I'm a polite Englishman that's very well spoken, but uh, get me in the round of not for your mother at the end of the show. And we beat you. And you beat me. <laughs> this is true in those particular areas. You can listen to the show first. If you're in our archives, why aren't you tuning in at 8 p.m. Central Time on a Friday night? Dark Matter Digital Network.com. 100,000 listeners in 190 countries. You can go to our Twitter account, Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips, where we have 93,000 followers. And remember my book, How to Be a Christian Psychic. What the Bible says about mediums, healers, and paranormal investigators is available on Amazon and in all good bookshops and if you wish to listen to three of those chapters completely free of charge if you go to youtube search for how to be a christian psychic with adrian lee i have read for you the chapters on healing how to use stones and crystals according to the bible and meditation and just a quick reminder that we have an exhibition at the moment first exhibition of its kind anywhere in the world a history of paranormal investigating here in the Midwest. If you go to Redwood Falls in Redwood County in the middle of Minnesota, they have an exhibition at the Historical Society at the Poor Farm that is the museum in Redwood Falls. It's only $5 to get in and all the proceeds will be going to charity, the non-profit organization that is the Historical Society and the Southwest Crisis Center, Victim Support Center will get that particular money. But if you're interested in ghosts, hauntings, murders, the strange, the bizarre, the mayhem, there are possessed dolls, there's equipment, there's photographs, there's axes that were used in axe murders, all of the strange, the bizarre, the ghoulish. If that's what you're interested in, that's a fabulous place to be and in full as well. That would be a fantastic place to visit with the trees in and around Redwood Falls. Called Redwood Falls, of course, because there's a waterfall there. Go and have a look at the waterfall. Go and look at all the leaves changing. Minnesota in the Midwest really is an amazing and beautiful part of the country. We have a show. This is the round of ghosts and hauntings. This is the only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. I'm yet to score, but it's still early doors. Michelle and Heather a tying in the lead with four each through a collective process of cheating. <gasps> a man claims his chair is haunted and keeps moving around his flat, and the footage he's recorded will leave you spooked. An illustrator who fears his home is being haunted by a ghost named Dear David, DD, that's like Daredevil, has been sharing live updates about strange goings on that have occurred in his flat. Adam began sharing his experiences at the start of the month, but now the paranormal activity seems to have escalated. At first, he dreamed of the young boy haunting his apartment and plotting to kill him. But then he started noticing unusual changes to his flat, including furniture moving around and his cats acting weirdly. All cats act weirdly, don't they? Mine do. They suddenly look around and you're thinking, what are the cats looking at? And there's nothing there. Very strange. They see and hear more than we do, of course. Twitter users have been gripped 
by the eerie ghost story, analysing snaps of the shadows in Adam's room. But even Adam's most avid followers have been left feeling spooked by the latest development. The illustrator recently moved one of his chairs out of his bedroom, and he claims it's been in various parts of the living room ever since. It's been haunted by a chair slowly coming towards him like a zombie. You're sat there at the end of your bed, pulling the covers up, and there's this chair looking menacing and frightening, slowly edging its way towards you. After installing motion sensors and cameras in his room, Adam became even more concerned. He shared a bizarre clip of the green rocking chair appearing to rock back and forth without anyone touching it. He was just recording drunk. <laughs> this is where we are. I'll catch the chair next time it comes round. The Twitter user said, I knew it couldn't be the wind. Because I haven't had the window open all this summer. I have AC and I like to keep it chilly. Adam tried not to panic, but a further mysterious clip appeared to intensify his fears. The footage shows a turtle artwork falling from his ceiling. One of the blue chairs in the background appears to disappear. It appears to disappear. Wow. Oxymoron. After initially exclaiming, F this, I'm not staying here tonight. Adam had a change of heart. He said, this is too much. I'm taking a Xanax and I'm going to bed. And he's an illustrator. He's actually done a drawing of what the ghostly little boy looks like that came to him in a dream. And he looks like Linus from Peanuts. Do you remember Linus? Yes. In the Charlie Brown cartoon. Love Charlie Brown. But imagine Linus and he's got half his head missing. Do you know you see these people, these photographs of the First World War, where a soldier's had half mm. his head taken away with shrapnel, but he's still managing to get around and he's okay. It's got half its head missing. It is very, very creepy. I would go and have a look at that on Facebook as we speak. Ghostly rocking chair or nothing there. You decide. Visit Facebook. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And you can see the footage of the ghostly rocking chair going backwards and forwards and Linus with only half a head head miss morris what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings well i have a tanzania woman has cast witchcraft hex on her cheating husband for cheating (laughs) it's a big surprise now over the years we've been going for three and a half four years now when miss morris starts any story with there was a tanzania woman you know at some point in that story, what is lumbering over the hill? I can't it's, wait. It's, so continue, Miss Morris. It is not. I'm looking okay. forward to a Tanzanian accent because that's very specific. That's different from Kenya. That's different uh, from Namibia. There's a very specific nuance. Let me get my whiteout going. All right. The residents of <laughs> Babayu, Bound by the Bayou in Tanzania. <laughs> Wasn't that the character that hang around with Yogi Bear? Yogi Bear and Boo-Boo. Oh. But that's close. Fair enough. Yeah. Lots of alliteration, lots of bees, close enough. Well, they were shocked to find out that a certain man whose identity was not revealed had grown breasts like a woman. <gasps> oh. God, if I grew breasts like a woman, you'd never see me. I'd never leave the house. I it would take know. me three to four years to finally get out of the house. I'd be ordering pizza and having it delivered. I'd never leave the house. I'd sell you to the circus. Nice. His wife revealed that she had sought help from witchcraft when she realized that her husband had been cheating on her with multiple women for quite some time. The lady told media that she had been advised by one of her friends to hex her husband with witchcraft to teach her unfaithful husband a lesson. 
that'll teach you, you so little bugger. I'm interested to know what's happened to him now. Has his willy fallen off, or is he? He's grown breasts, hasn't well, he? Well, he began feeling strange things happening to his body. His body. <laughs> his body. Yeah. When he woke up in the morning, (laughs) (laughs) chesticles. He realized that he had developed some breasts like a woman. His wife was drinking a lot of milk because he likes milk products. Apparently, his Mm -hmm. wife was actually called in to witness what had happened to her husband. But she was not shocked at all. No. I'm going to hex you to have boobs. That's just wrong you're supposed to give them stuff they don't want not stuff they do, do want michelle would want to be hexed to get boobs <laughs> oh. oh no wow no no no, no. The, sound. no. the wife had to explain what had happened to her husband and everyone was shocked <gasps> <gasps> boobs in tanzania or nothing to see here <laughs> michelle what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and A mum claims the ghost of a child haunting her home has left black handprints on her walls. Joanne Gallagher noticed the marks when she was cleaning her daughter's room, who was on holiday at the time. The 39-year-old insists they only appeared while the 8-year-old Amy was away. She says they are the work of a spirit of a child who hanged himself under the stairs before they moved in she seems to have a lot of information yeah. this is the urban legend part isn't it if there'd have been someone hung under the stairs that would be in the local newspaper if you knew that before you moved in why did you move in then yeah do you no. see what i mean Mm-mm. this is the sense of you know oh this has happened here but no one's got any proof no one knows the kid's name joanne from Coatsbridge, scotland said it really freaked me out because it's <laughs> <laughs> one of those Pakistani Scotsmen that I'll be. Yeah. Because they just appeared. On the Friday before Amy was due home, I was cleaning a room when I noticed them. They were behind her door, but I would have noticed them if they had been there the day before because of their prominent position. Amy was in Lanzarote with her father at the time and wasn't due back until the next day. I've looked into the house and things since then, and my friend told me she knew the family living in the house before I moved in. Apparently their young son, he was in his late teens or early 20s, hanged himself under the stairs. Creepy. Yeah. The handprints were made of a black, dusty substance. They wiped away easily, and there hasn't been anything there since. There's no way I could have missed them earlier in the week. Joanne said, one night a few months ago, I was lying in my bed and my son was out at his girlfriend's house. I was sleeping and I heard someone whispering, mommy, mommy. That's bad. I'd have to get up. I can't, I can't <laughs> sleep with that going on in my ear. Because I wasn't fully awake, I thought it was my own child. And the next minute I felt someone put pressure on my shoulder. I just shouted, please stop it. You're scaring me. And it stopped. It was a child's voice speaking out to me, and I automatically thought it was Amy because I wasn't properly awake. That's how she wakes me up. Once she was sleeping in my room, when I heard her cry, saying she had seen a lady standing in the corner. Another night, my daughter woke up crying, saying she had seen a little boy in her dream, and his name was Ben. On the same night, I took a picture of the handprints. A lady gave me a private reading, and she said that there was a little boy in my home named benny there 
I wonder if she went to the psychic and said, I th- my daughter had a dream about a boy called Ben. And the psychic goes, hang on, it's coming through. It's coming through. It's feeling very strong. The spirits are with us tonight. There's a boy there called Benny. See where we're going. I thought you'd prefer Benjamin, to be honest. It's all there for you. If you go to our Facebook site, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee, you will see the strange black childlike handprints all around the walls. That would be bad, wouldn't it? If you walked into the kids' room and there's black handprints all around the walls, questions would be asked. Because kids don't have dirty hands, do they? And they don't use crowns and they don't mark anything on the walls. Did you draw on the wallpaper when you were kids? Never. Yeah, I drew on the wallpaper. I only did it once. But uh, yes, I did draw on the wallpaper. Ghostly hand or boring and bland? You decide. (laughs) I shall give Michelle two points and she is now nipped into a lead on six as we move into the round that is ufos and cryptozoology it's the stories from around the world of green men and hairy beasties miss morris what have you got for me you need the points this week well i have a mystery monster has been found at a welsh beach beauty spot hang on hang on a second wow. you do not put welsh beach welsh and beauty, beach beauty. <laughs> and beauty spot. if you've ever been to port talbot just south of cardiff is it not good oh it's like the opening scene of blade runner where you pan over the city and there's smog and flames licking up at the sky from methane admissions really God, yeah. the sand's black. It's like the water margin back in the day. Terrible. Well, people walking on Burryport Beach in Carmarthenshire. Carmarthenshire. That's not bad. We might get nice. a Welsh accent in a minute. Ooh, no, maybe not. Discovered the strange object beached on the sand. The giant object, which is covered in barnacles and shells, has sparked much confusion as people don't have a clue what it is. Susie Watkins and her family had been on the beach. But on visiting it again, the long object covered had appeared. What exactly the object is, is difficult to know, as it is entirely shielded by tiny little shells. Susie, who shot the video footage of the monster's size shape, told Wells Online, This was on Burryport Beach. There are worm-like creatures coming out of the shells. Ew! Eels! It's eels. eels. They climb up eels. inside you. Eels. They, eels. they mess around with you inside, didn't it? Eels. 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 A similar object sparked debate on social media last year in New Zealand when it washed ashore. Witnesses report at the time that the object found on Marawai Beach had similar worm-like creatures emerging from the shells or barnacles on what was similarly shaped object. Speculation over the object suggested it could have been part of a shipwreck. But days later, according to the experts at the New Zealand Marine Sciences Society, it was found to have been a large piece of driftwood, which had become overrun by a species of gooseneck barnacles called lapis anatari- ana- something <laughs> anatomical ana- anastasia. Anastasia. Ana- <laughs> Russian goosenecked Anastasia love worms, love worms. <laughs> nice. wiggly worms you're getting too technical was that their technical name I think so wiggly wiggly wormers mm. 
As for the Burryport Beach oddity, its exact nature remains a mystery. It comes as an alien life form has been spotted crawling along the ground. So it's actually crawling. This thing with all this species is actually crawling. It's gross. There's some nasty things out there. Not a fan of the mollusk or the invertebrate, I have to say. You eat them. We do. It's not a great day when you eat invertebrate. Marine bugs. This is marine bugs. Sea bugs. Sea bugs is what we're looking Ocean at. Ocean bugs. Yeah. But I like... do love me oysters. I have yeah. eaten whelks. A whelk is a sea it's... snail. Oh, I've eaten the Welsh. You've eaten the Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> well played, Morris. <laughs> the trouble with yes. eating a whelk. <laughs> Or a sea snail is that 20 minutes later, you're still chewing it. You're chewing it in the car park. You're chewing it on the way home. You're chewing it in the car. You're still chewing it when you get home. You're chewing it when you go to bed. You wake up in the morning. You're still chewing it. It's screaming away. It's chewing. (laughs) It's got like a little lid on it as well. It's like a bogey with a crash helmet. I don't like eating sea bugs, invertebrate, nasty things. Well, the nature of this still remains a mystery. They live on sewage. They live on sewage. They're bottom feeders. And you think, I'll eat that. Look at that one eating a poo. I'm going to go and now eat that animal. Honestly. What? Not happy. Not happy with (laughs) these things. (laughs) Making me squirm or it's just a worm. You decide. Visit our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Now you wait four years. Four long depressingly grey, miserable years for a marine worm story to come along. Yeah. People ask me on the show, when I do my expos, when I do my events, do you know what's coming next? Do you have a script? Do you know what's taking place? We do not know each other's stories. This is completely ad-libbed. I've no idea what's coming next. We've not coerced. We don't know what's happening. There's no script. I I think that would be clear. It's fairly clear. To anyone listening on a Friday night that we're all drunk and we've no clue what's going on. We don't talk to you outside of this hour, hour and a half parameter. No. No. It pains me just to do it on a Friday night, to be honest. (laughs) So you wait all year and then you get two strange cryptozoological sea worm stories come up in the same. Worms. Worms. Strange alien life forms spotted crawling across the rocks. What's the chances of that happening? Footage of alien life forms have left people baffled when it was spotted crawling across the rocks. Hoang Milan, Welsh obviously, filmed the mysterious insect after she saw it in Shinchu, Taiwan on August 29th. Mm -hmm. She said she was shocked because (gasps) she'd never seen Anything like it oh, in her she life. Oh, very much shock. Oh, very shock. <laughs> now, that is scary as hell. I found this on the ground and it caught my eye, she said. Things oh, that should be left on the ground. very scary on ground. <laughs> You're doing the translations, are you? It's an eye catcher. <laughs> I'm glad you're translating for our Taiwan <laughs> listeners. I don't speak Taiwanese. You have many gifts and skills, Miss <laughs> I was. It was so strange, and people said different things about it. Oh, so strange, and they say very different things. <laughs> Rosetta Stone, Taiwanese. Come on, you'd want your money back, wouldn't you, at that point? I would like my steak medium rare. I would like my steak medium rare. 
But I wanted to know what it actually was. Oh, I want to know. What are you? We're going to be here a long time. <laughs> the show finishes in 15 minutes. I've not got the time. Hwang appeared online and some suggested the insect appears to be several nematomorpha, commonly called horsehair worms. Ooh. Horsehair worms. In some cases, the creatures can grow to two metres in length. <gasps> That's about eight foot. Oh. But others think the creature is proof of alien life. Miffy Chew. I want to be called Miffy Chew. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. It. Chew, what do you want to call your daughter? Ah. Uh, ah. Uh, Chew. Uh, Chew. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Marion Joseph. You can't call her Ah. Uh, that's your sister's name. We're going to have to go with Miffy. Miffy Chew. I'm going to look Miffy Chew up on the internet, on Facebook, and I'm going to say to her, listen to the show on Friday nights. You'll be famous. Do it. It could be a new creature made from a genetic mutation that we've never seen before. It's a bit freaky watching it. It looks like an alien life form that has got lost on Earth. Crawling across a rock or a complete crock. You decide for yourself with two fantastic worm stories in our round of cryptozoology and UFOs. I shall give myself two points for being interesting and informative. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs mm. and worms? I'd like to start out by saying that we'd like to send all our thoughts and prayers down to Houston right now. Absolutely. Yes. And the alien hunters are getting excited about this huge, mysterious sphere, which they believe is a UFO emerging from Hurricane Harvey. There's a UFO what? coming out of the eye of the storm. Yep. Good place to disguise. You can hide yourself, can't you, in yeah. storms? You can Stealthy. Hide Stealth UFO. What if the UFO created the storm and that's actually pushing it? That's a good idea, but could you imagine <laughs> what our listeners have failed to grasp and Michelle saw in glorious Technicolor <laughs> is that Miss Morris actually did the actions. That was like a crab that was drunk trying to find its way home. It kind of went a little bit left, a little bit right. It's like Bruce Lee trying to do some moves after having a pint. Do that again. I want to see what a UFO looks like when it's lost in a storm. <laughs> You're gifted. You are gifted. Special. We'll Next. try and get that video. That could be 10 seconds of video footage <laughs> oh we could my put God. on Patreon. That would work. NASA satellite footage appears to show what looks like shapes from the extreme weather phenomenon that has devastated parts of the U.S. state of Texas. But one conspiracy theorist, Tyler Glockner... Oh, no. Mm -hmm. One of our favorites on yeah, the show. ...believes the clip is proof that extraterrestrials live on Earth. He said, look at this massive cloud, which appears out of nowhere. Then it takes the shape of a horseshoe. Right after that, we see a point of light, which appears directly in the center of this horseshoe-shaped cloud. I do have to say that it looks very anomalous. I've never seen something quite like this before. As we play it frame by frame, it does, at the very least, look like something strange happened here. The alien enthusiast then claims the mysterious object vanishes, but reappears as hundreds, if not thousands, of lone clouds. 
It's very interesting that I've seen that footage. And again, if you go to more questions and answers with Adrian on Facebook, you will see the UFO coming out of the eye of the storm. Very interesting. They could create that, couldn't they, if they wanted to? If they've traveled mm-hmm. vast distances across galaxies, I'm sure they could make those things happen. See? Apparently only Hans Zarkov, formerly of NASA, has provided any explanation. <laughs> oh, God. God. He is real. He does exist, I tell you. Michelle is on six. I am on four. Miss Morris, rather surprisingly, is in the lead on seven. Yay, Who yay! knew? Yay! Who knew? We move into the round that is the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world that are too strange and too bizarre not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. Sun gazers enter hospital after putting sun cream on their eyeballs to watch the solar eclipse. Medics at a hospital in Virginia, USA, said they have treated people who thought putting sun cream on their eyes would allow them to stare at the sun. The astronomical event saw the moon pass between the Earth and the sun, blocking the light emitting from the star. Millions of Americans gathered to watch the event using specific eye protection. Not to, us. Nope. To stop, not here with the storm warning that we had and the oh. three foot of flood water. Nope. And the sky so is so low that you can bang your head on it. Mm. Never mind, there'll be another long, enough. Another long wait. There'll be another long wait. 200 years. <laughs> we'll still be here. We'll yeah. watch it happen. In Don't the studio. Despair. Millions of Americans gathered to watch the event with specific eye protection to stop harmful amounts of light damaging their vision. Medics in Bristol, Virginia reported they had not treated anyone for eye damage as a result of looking into the sun, but they had treated people with sore eyes. The foolish decision of putting sun cream into an eye in the expectation you will be able to look directly at the sun can cause some blurriness. Someone came up with that. Someone was sat in a field. There was 10 of them having a beer and one thought, why, let's rub sun cream into our eyeballs. We will be fine. Ow! I don't understand. Trish Patterson, a nurse at one of the town's hospitals, told KRCR, one of my colleagues at Moonlight here stated yesterday that they had patients presented at the clinic that put sunscreen on their eyeballs and presented that they were having pain and they were referred to the ophthalmologist she said that it only took a few seconds of directly looking into the sun for it to cause lasting damage to the retina symptoms can include dark spots in the center of your vision and cloudiness we got lots of cloudiness oh yeah cloudiness than you've ever seen in your life i've never seen a sky so gray so dark and so miserable it looked like someone had thrown an army blanket over the whole proceedings and we didn't see anything i loves it you love that weather. Yeah. You're dark and mysterious. I'm yeah. the light. I'm the bringer of light. You're the bringer of darkness. Moon blocking the light. Oh, that's just not right. You decide for yourself. That story is real. You can visit our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Miss Morris, what do you have for me tonight in the round of the strange and the bizarre? Well, 36-year-old Limping Jing has been <laughs> oh, accused God, no. of... A limping what? Limping Jing. Limping Jing. Yes. Sisters with Miffy Chu. Oh, and Ah. This is the further adventures of Ah, Miffy Chu, and Limpang Jing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that cartoon. Yeah. Well, they have, well, he, I say they because there's so many names in there, has been accused of endangering the personal safety of others after he drove his car into the sea at Osun Drive off of Sensoda Cove last Friday. 
In a truly bizarre incident, Lim was seen crashing through the safety barricades and plunging into the water while he was hotly pursued by the Sentosa Rangers on motorbikes. <laughs> Wow. It is unclear. I want to see that. Yeah. Someone, there must have been a helicopter Please. filming that. I know, right? Uh, it was unclear why Lim was being chased. So we don't know about that. But they were chasing him. They were in hot pursuit in the traffic altercation that ensued. One ranger, Ermin Camerunden, No, you're not getting away with that. I'm sorry. Camerudin. 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 Yeah, he had suffered a cut to his right knee. Oh. oh. As for Lim, his car had sunk to the bottom with him trapped in it. He was only rescued when a super yacht, Captain David Roberts, who <laughs> happened to be there super nearby. Yacht. Super yacht. The dread pirate Roberts. With the yes. ability to splash your main brace. <laughs> who had happened to be nearby, jumped in the water to pull him out from his car. Oh, how nice of him, wow. Mr. Roberts, Captain. An eyewitness told the Chinese Daily that Lim spoke repeatedly of dying and said that a mermaid had told him to plunge into the sea. So he's being chased by the police. He thinks there's a mermaid telling him to... Calling him to the sea. Calling him like a siren. A siren. Onto the rocks. This is the Iliad. Yes. Beckoning him. This is what he's told the police and he's sticking to this, is he? Limping jing. But there's no drinking... No alcohol. There's lots of limping. There's lots of limping. Well, he hurt his knee. <laughs> Didn't he not hurt his knee? The cop did. The oh. cop You weren't listening. Irony. See? Yeah. Well, Lim has since been remanded to the Institute for Mental Health. Ill, where there's a mermaid currently sat next to him Aww. going, you'll get away with it. You'll be fine. Just oh, do yeah, what I yeah, say. Yeah. Merman. Merman. <laughs> oh, lady boy. <laughs> There's a big leap between a mermaid and a ladyboy, isn't there? I bet there's mermen out there now with their long beards with barnacles they in them. They have long flowing yes. locks. No, that's uh, horsehair worms, I think you'll find. Oh, yeah. Rocking oh. their way out of barnacles. I shall give you two points, which nudges you into the lead with an amazing nine points. But most of that has been through cheating. Michelle, <laughs> if you get yourself three points in this last story, you will take the lead and take home the 33 <gasps> Thousand dollar IR camera, so everything's to play for. When is Mercury in retrograde in 2017? What is the meaning of the astrological event? How long does it last? Here's all you need to know. There are more questions mm-hmm. than answers. Well, you're going to get some answers. There's going to be more answers than questions. Astrologers forecast chaos and predict doom to envelop our lives. We've been doing that every Friday. There's been chaos and doom in here every Friday for the last four years. People are asking me, when's the quiz show going to come out? Wow. Points are being awarded as we speak. They say that we can expect pandemonium. Nice word. When the planet Mercury goes into retrograde. And here's all you need to know. I thought we were just in a retrograde. We were. We're in another one. That's what I'm telling you. We're we're in mid-retrograde. Good. You get like a window of a day for your cell phone to work and your computer and your Wi-Fi to happen. And Mm -hmm. then it dumps on you again. I don't remember such things back in the past. This is like energy drinks in the 70s and 80s. When were there retrogrades back then? I don't remember these things. Mm, Goat juice. We never had cell (laughs) phones, did we? Goat juice. Goat juice for men. <laughs> My granddad never went out of the house without splashing on some goat juice. And a, out of the bucket of wee. There we are. He was beating them off with a stick. <laughs> the planet Mercury will be in retrograde again on August 13th 
until September 5th. So we're right in the middle of it. We're in there. Getting towards the end of it, though. Yeah. Not the end of the world. This year's retrogrades have occurred from April 9th until the end of May the 3rd and will return for a final time this year. Oh, on good. Tell us when my life's going to be miserable again. December the 3rd. December the 3rd. Mm-hmm. Something to look forward to. Yes. When my cell phone doesn't work, my laptop goes wrong and I can't get the car started. Right at Christmas time. Perfect. Just mm-hmm. what you want. The snow's coming. It's minus 40 degrees out. Nothing's working. A planet is classed as being in retrograde when it appears to move backwards in an opposite direction to the Earth. In December, during the retrograde, I'm going to be like The Shining. I'm going to be Jack Nicholson. We're in Minnesota. It'll be snowing outside. I'm going to throw all of my items away of electrical nature and just sit and do jigsaw puzzles. Don't try and kill us, though. My ex-wife called me when I was at work once and said to me, I'm trying to do a jigsaw puzzle. I can't seem to be able to get started. And I said, well, what's on the box? She said, it's a picture of a tiger. She said, I've laid out all the jigsaw puzzles in front of me. I said, I think you'll find that cereal. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's great, apparently. What does Mercury in retrograde mean for astrologers? Astrologers believe that when a planet is in retrograde, the areas of life that it governs go into a sleeping or resting state. And with Mercury acting as a messenger planet, stargazers believe it can result in arguments and misunderstandings. We've had this on this show for four years. We must be in a little bubble that's retrograding constantly in this studio. They say that the closest planet to the sun rules all matters of communication, and when it is in a resting state, chaos can ensue. Nice. For people who take their star alignments seriously, at this time they will be put off making big decisions, travel, or confronting people about their problems. What do astrologers recommend you do when Mercury is in retrograde? Go and live on another planet. (laughs) Live in the basement. Be Jack Nicholson of The Shining. Do a jigsaw puzzle made from cereal pieces. When Mercury is in retrograde, astrologers believe that its effects can creep up on everyone. And with communication said to be affected, astrologers say it is advisable to take extra care when sending important emails or looking over instructions. They also advise holding off signing any important contract or making any binding decisions during this time. If this can't be avoided, astrologers say that you should take a flexible approach, such as being prepared for every eventuality and making contingency plans. More questions than answers. You leave with more than you arrive with. We now get to the part of the show, which means you have found us in our archives. So thank you for coming to look us up on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn Radio. If you're listening on SoundCloud at the moment, why not click the little orange love heart and show us how much you love the show? Why not post on your social media that you're listening to us right now? We would be very, very grateful. This is the part of the show that we can't do on air called Not For Your Mother. It is laden with innuendo with filth, with sexual intrigue. If your mother's of a nervous disposition, she needs to leave the room. If you have young minors with you, they need to be ushered off to bed with a glass of milk and a cookie. Stop holding your farts in. Here are seven (laughs) unexpected health benefits. (laughs) Through passing gas. No. If you have ever shamed yourself 
my tummy shame <laughs> or someone else for passing wind just tell them you're actually being healthy i'm being healthy <laughs> look at that i couldn't be more healthy rosy glow of health farting isn't the most glamorous way to improve or assess our health but it is indicative of a healthy well-functioning digestive system and a balanced level of gut bacteria see i'm fighting fit and healthy i couldn't be fitter nine percent of a fart is nitrogen 21 percent hydrogen nine percent carbon four percent methane four percent oxygen only one percent is hydrogen sulfide and that's what makes it smell so you're only getting one percent when the smell hits you you are an overachiever that is just one percent yes i'm the one percenter <laughs> medical daily suggests people fluctuate between five and ten times a day though the fartfacts.com has the number at 14 14 times a day i didn't realize women actually farted we don't isn't it just a whisper in your panties it's like is it just a little whisper? We don't wear underpants. Oh, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Of course, you support our troops in America and your commando. Most of our farts occur while we're sleeping. Foods that are known to cause flatulence are high in carbohydrates, like beans, artichokes, dairy products, sweet potatoes, nuts, soy, and wheat. You'd have to eat only refined sugars if you wanted to stop farting, and that isn't healthy for anyone. Care for a peep? Oh! <laughs> Jolly Rancher, that would sort me out lovely. So here are the reasons that farting is good for you. If you're at home at the moment, if you're listening with your wife, and she complains on a regular basis that you bubble up the ghost, then here are the reasons it needs to be out, and it's actually healthy for you. Don't care. This is a public service, I'd say. Not listening. Bloat reduction. Bloatsville. Take the last train to Bloatsville. (laughs) Bloating is caused no. by a buildup of gas in your gut, which farting releases. If your pints are feeling a little tight, consider cracking a rat. Cracking a rat? <laughs> That's what it says. Oh, for God's sake. Cracking the rat, apparently. Ick. Nothing like a dog, according to these reports. It oh. helps to balance your diet. Passing wind can help you to determine whether or not your diet is balanced, since your body will react to different foods in a different manner if you eat a lot of carbs you'll fart more but then you'll have a more neutral odor so outside of carbs is what's going to cause the odor if you're eating a diet of bread and potatoes quit looking at me you should be fine miss morris it reduces (laughs) abdominal pain holding your gas can cause abdominal pain also known as intestinal distension so letting your gas go will help relieve this pain. If you can let your farts fly, you can gently massage your belly to help the gas flow through your digestive. Don't start rubbing it now, Miss. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going down. Colon health, holding in gas or trying to manipulate the way it was released. Manipulate the way it's released. This one's like a party balloon. Oh. This one's called the princess. Juice anyone? Not good for you to make noises, apparently. Just let it flow. You mustn't be going... The dog's barking next door. It can hi- hear the high-pitched whistling sound of you letting it out slowly over a period of time. It determines food allergies. Flatulence can determine whether or not we have certain food allergies, like lactose intolerance or coliac disease. This is because you will pass a lot of extra gas 
after consuming them. I do like milk. I do drink a lot of milk. That's the reason I'm six foot two and all my family's five foot two. Finally, and I think the most important thing, and there is a list of more of these if you go to more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. There is a big long list that you can print off, laminate, leave in the bathroom for your wife to look at. Farting feels fantastic. If that's not a good enough reason to pass wind, I don't know what is. Is Besides, that why you force it out? Tr- I don't force anything out. Yes, you do. It just comes <laughs> out I've with, seen you try. with a natural alacrity. Yeah, you do the cheek lift. The yeah. cheek, well, you know, you don't want to ruin a pair of pants, do you? <laughs> Besides, trying to hold it in can make us cranky, and no one needs another reason to be cranky, ladies. Holding my fart, or this is just the start. Decide for yourselves. This is a public information service. I think that's very important. Six to seven good reasons there why you should just let big, fat, flabby woof woofs go with the flow. You're just looking to validate your point. Yes, absolutely. Isn't that what you do? You back up. Let me do it. Hagerly in theory, I'm going to bring some points to the table to back up my theory. That's the only that thing you're just bringing. Let yeah. it flow. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round? Of not for your mother. Well, a former journalist turned high class escort Ooh. has revealed she hardly ever gets to have sex anymore. What? Because punters are too interested in other stuff. Other stuff. <sighs> other stuff. Jigsaw puzzles. Flatulence. Well, mum of two Amanda Goff embarked on the remarkable change of career when she moved with her children to Australia. Hi, Tanya. Yay! Yay, Tanya! Hello to Australia. She has now written another book about her lifestyle where she dispels some of the myths about escorting and admits she now gets less sex than ever before. Oh! Yet men are paying to have sex with her. Well, here's the thing. Amanda, also known as Samantha X, has now had her book serialized in Australia today and even admits that she had more amorous liaisons in her previous career. After revealing her identity in 2015, Amanda says clients, especially new ones, treat me differently now. So she had more sex when she was a journalist than when she works as an escort. Yes. How's that even possible? I don't know. I don't believe it. Well, she says, when men book me now, it's more out of curiosity than to relieve a twitchy cock. (gasps) Can we say that? Wow. Wow. It is the nap for your mother. This is true. (laughs) Go for it. Do as much (laughs) cock twitching as you want. (laughs) I didn't know they twitch. Oh, <laughs> yes. Mine's pointing to the bar right now as we speak. At first, I misread it and I thought it said itchy. itchy. <laughs> That's something completely different, I think you'll find. It is more to do with meeting this Samantha X and finding out what makes her tick. I have clients who are writing books and want me to proofread them in my spare time. So you hire an escort to proofread to proofread your Don't book. Don't you dare. Because, <gasps> no. you know, when I'm thinking proofreading, when I want to discuss passive language, the use of splitting a clause in one sentence with a semicolon, I think prostitute. That's where I need to go. It I'll is. get all that stuff hammered out. I often find myself leaving appointments feeling sexually frustrated. So she's actually going into these all revved up. Raring to go. To have relations. Yes, physical relations. To be fair, you know, if you're working as an escort and you've got a booking, you're going to think 
you know, that something's going to happen. I thought you told me escorts are just supposed to, like, take them to the opera and stuff. Well, yes, we are getting confused between male escorts and female escorts to a degree. Really? There's a difference, is there? There can be. But I don't know how I know that. (laughs) (laughs) Amanda. The company was called A Man on Your Arm. They were based in Regent Street. I was young and at college and I needed the money. I was young and in art college and I really needed the money. true enough. And I look good in a bow tie and a dinner jacket. It's all good. (laughs) Amanda added in that instead of feeling elated, she usually leaves a hotel room like she's done a Q&A. And a book signing session. She also reveals in her new book, Samantha X, back on top, mm. that during one of the dalians, she stripped off only for the punter to enter the room with a copy of her book and asked her to sign it. Oh. Wouldn't you want a picture of the two of you together while she's signing it? You think so? Just to show your mother. Well... Amanda moved from London to Australia before she decided on becoming a high-class escort, charging up to $1,000 an hour and 6000 for the night. I need to change careers. Yes, proofreading at $6,000 for the night is a lot of proofreading. That That's is a lot, a lot of, of words proofreading. to get through. Oh, yes. Big words, hopefully. Large, big words to get through all oh, in one night. I yes. see where we are. Amanda said... Sex is not a big part of my job. If this job was about sex, I would have five-minute appointments. Twice. And a cigarette break. (laughs) Amanda Goth or a man to kiss and hug. (laughs) Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? For many men, wearing deodorant is a part of everyday life. It helps to stop body odor and can leave you smelling fresh. Or you could wash. But it could also be affecting your sperm. It depends where you spray it, surely. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Axe for Mm-mm. men. Phoenix from the flames. <laughs> That's going to sting, isn't it? That's got to sting. Let's there's find al- out. There's alcohol. I'm not getting Try out my it. twig and berries for Do you it. to cover me in deodorant. I'm writing a book. Oh, no. If you stare at the sun, you'll go blind. <laughs> A new study has suggested that the chemicals from many personal grooming products could actually be lowering the quality of a man's sperm. Got nothing to do with diet then or anything like that. Mm. A Polish study looked at 315 men and found that deodorant, among other unlisted hygiene products, could cause sperm to be shaped abnormally and move slower, resulting in fertility issues. Like bug spray. Yeah. Bug spray. (laughs) Bug spray. I'm wondering when someone's going to jump in and use the joke ball deodorant. (laughs) Do they have that? Of course you can get ball deodorant. What's it called? You roll it on. It's a roller. (laughs) That's a roller ball, not ball deodorant. (laughs) I was half right. You seem to be an expert in this field. I think you should go into the chemist and okay. say, where do you keep your ball deodorant? <laughs> nice. I really, I'm, I will tape it for our listeners. Yes. I'm willing to do that. I will go into the pharmacy and I'll say, I'd like some ball deodorant, please. And I'll see what aisle they send me to. They're going to give you itchy butt powder. Or what is it? Monkey butt. <laughs> monkey butt. <laughs> I bought my dad some of that for Christmas. Some monkey butt powder? Monkey butt powder. I thought it was very funny. It is funny. It is. 
Infertility affects 1 in 20 men, and that's about 5%. But 20% of men have low sperm count, and 2 to 3% produce no sperm at all. Just dust. Yeah. Just dust. Dust. <laughs> dust. 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 Anyone? Dust. dust. Just a big puff of dust. I've got dust in me here. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Nice. A low sperm count is the cause of infertility in about 20% of couples. To determine this, the researchers took urine, semen, and blood samples. And washed their clothes in it. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yep. Just took their underpants. Oh, if your underpants have got those three things in it, that's a bad day. From each of the men to determine sperm count and quality, as well as the amount of chemicals found in their bodies quality mm-hmm. like you know is it got a body to it is it a good color does it move around the glass i mean what's good quality what is defines jelly like good mm-hmm. well you need to drink more at that point but what, <gasps> what does good quality <laughs> i want a list of what good quality sperm should be like not cottage cheese oh no. god <laughs> nice or the one that's got lumps of pineapple in it <laughs> I told you you should be chewing your dinner more. Why is there chives in there? Chives? <laughs> what do you know about the chives? No chives. There's no chives. No I don't chives. know what you mean. No, no chives. Hold the chives. What's that man doing in our herb garden? <laughs> Call the police, Dave. Terrible. Call the chive police. <laughs> Data showed the men who had a larger quantity of parabens in their urine had slower and abnormally sized sperm. I didn't even know I had parabens. Until that moment, I didn't know what parabens were. I still don't know what parabens are. Well, I'll tell you. Not right now. But okay. In a <laughs> At least you're not going to show me. Mm. These sperm were slow, which means they could have trouble reaching a woman's egg to fertilize it. But if you blew them, <gasps> they're just going to get there quicker. Turkey baster. Yeah, like you'd give a horse a pill, that sort of thing. <laughs> so what can you do to keep up the quality of your sperm? Avoid parabens where possible. Lead study author Joanna Jurowicz of the Nofer Institute of Occupational medicine in wow. in loads. That's a in loads. <laughs> yep. She comes in loads. <laughs> yep. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. To avoid parabens is very difficult because they are widespread, but we can try to minimize the exposure by only using personal care products which label information saying that there are no parabens in the particular product. No parabens here. Nothing to see. Move away. No parabens. Parabens are the chemicals used to preserve cosmetics in order to prevent bacteria and mold. So, you have parabens in beauty products, so my wee-wee is going on your face. That's an aphrodisiac. We could make that happen. No. no. Parabens. I've never heard of I'm a well-educated So, quit putting boy. foundation and powder on your... Have you heard of parabens? Yes, of course I have. Of co- oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm the only- <laughs> yes, wow. Mr... Lee. Uh. I guess I'm the only person here who's not heard of parabens. I feel like an idiot. Uh. I just haven't done the research. <laughs> Meanwhile, a further recent study has revealed that sperm count has declined in men living in Europe, North America, Australia, and New Zealand. That's a terrible job, isn't it? Us doing sperm count. One. Uh. They don't hold two, still. 
Three. Yeah. Keeps moving on my teeth. Hey, hey. Yeah. It's moving on my teeth. Well, thank Three. Christ I got the bad batch that's oh. slow. Oh, no. <laughs> it's easy to count the bad batch. Deformed and slow. Yeah. I want to know if they have a little one that can round them up on the Petri oh, yeah. dish. You know, like, kind of like a sheep cattle dog. dog. Yeah. Sheepdog sperm. A sperm dog. <laughs> You're looking through the microscope. He's gone too wide. He's gone too wide. Come by, lass. Come by. He's that gone too wide. got out. No. <laughs> Terrible. I'm going to call him Ewan. 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 <laughs> I like it. The sperm rounder, Ewan. He's Welsh. <laughs> this show goes to some very strange and dark places. Don't mind the other down, one, he's slow. Yeah. Well, he's Welsh as well. <laughs> <laughs> he's got barnacles attached yeah. to him. And sea worms. Yeah. Look at his horsehair worm. Put it away. No one wants to see that. It may be long and thin, but it's eight foot long. <laughs> Yeah. Long and thin will get you in, but short and fat is where it's at. If you can find it. Well, all good things come to an end, so let's look at tonight's scores. In last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery, it is myself. Despite the accusations of cheating, I've come in last and I only scored six. Michelle scored seven, didn't get enough points at the end, but in first place, winning the $33,000 IR camera is Miss Morris. Yay! Through Welsh, Tanzanian accents and lots of cheating. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing and bizarre. Remember, you can visit our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers, with Adrian Lee at any time. And we love to hear your comments and we will read them out on air you can also follow my twitter account at adrian underscore lee underscore tips and if you go to patreon.com you can donate a dollar search for mqta radio this show is free it will always be free but if you wish to donate a dollar for our studio time we would be very very grateful my greatest thanks are extended to lorna hunter heather morris Chaton, drain and nathan bush and michelle corey and all of the international paranormal society and paranormal.net and all of the show's sponsors including the lakes area paranormal interest group mufon of minnesota martins online auctions and frank zolchek it just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember be interested and interesting good night